Hello and welcome to a special edition of Footy Talks here with me, Stephen Caldwell. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the takeover that is potentially going to happen at Newcastle United. It's probably the biggest news in global soccer at the moment with uh, with the alleged Saudi consortium coming in to, to acquire Newcastle. And to talk about this, I'm bringing on a good friend of mine, a guy I've known for the best part of 25 years, being a reporter in the Northeast, uh, very well respected reporter that he is, and, and now the, the chief writer for Newcastle United as a team for the Shields Gazette, Miles Starford. Thanks for coming on, Miles. No, no problem. Good to, good to see you. Good to see you, mate. It's been a while. We were uh, we were so close back in the day, weren't we? Yeah, it just seems like yesterday. You were starting out uh, as, as a player, so to, uh, but you know, yeah, 20 years ago. It's I can, 20 years in the job now, so um, that was coincided with, with you coming through. I can remember back in the day at Maiden Castle, and uh, you know, I'd be playing for the youth team, and there'd be one reporter there, it'd be yourself, just a, a young guy, older than me, I think, just, but a young guy. Uh, reporting on us and, and very much a big part of the early success of my brother and I's career. So I thank you for that. And then as we got a little bit older and and uh, I moved on from Newcastle, we, we used to hang about a little bit and have a few beers from time to time, didn't we? I remember the Champions League nights. They, 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 <laughs> they were the best, yeah. So we'll get right to it here because I think there's a lot of excitement in, in Newcastle. We'll talk about that more maybe in a minute. But Tell us a little bit more about what you know about this Amanda Staveley back consortium, who's involved in, uh, and, and why it's her again, basically, at the forefront of this. She has been a part of some some massive uh, you know, consortiums, Man City's bid way back when the Etihad group acquired them. You know, what is her expertise and who else is involved in, in this bid? Well, she, she tried tried and failed to, to kind of put a deal together, put a kind of consortium together a couple of years ago. And... Mike Ashley at the time eventually came out and was uh, and kind of dismissed it really and said it was a waste of time. But um, she's she's never really gone away. Um, but it was kind of going back to January now. News emerged that there'd been new talks have been going on for a number of months with her. Um, and over that time, we found a bit more about her backers and um, who's behind her. And, and she's got very very powerful backers. Uh, most notably that. Saudi Arabia's sovereign wealth fund, which is you know got extraordinary kind of uh, wealth and, and kind of financial muscle, and also the Rubin brothers, David and Simon Rubin, who are property investors with uh, with interest in, in Newcastle, the city, the racecourse. Um, uh, so there's a bit of local knowledge there as well. So she's she's got the got the the funding place. I think that was that was all along that was Mike Ashley's the question mark in his mind whether we all knew she wanted to do a deal and, and that you know take over the club and, and, and take a you know prominent role in that uh, just to case of, could she get the back in and and they've, they've done the deal as, as far as I, I I know that's what I've been told uh, it's now with the Premier League and we're just waiting for for them to to, to run their owners and directors test yeah she certainly has the back in when you look at the Saudi public investment fund who essentially will own 80% of Newcastle. This is a $400 billion fund. So the money is, is there for sure. And, um, and with the Rubin brothers, with that local knowledge, I think it's very important that, that this seems like quite a, you know, a rounded uh, consortium here for Newcastle. But there has been some controversy, hasn't there? You know, there's been some human rights stuff with Amnesty International. There's been some pirating problems in Saudi Arabia as a country with being sports, owning the rights and, them showing the games, you know, just kind of on their own free will. So 
there's been some opposition here and, and, and people are asking for the government to get involved and the Premier League to take a deeper look into these issues. Will this become a problem or do we think that the Premier League will look at the, the bid essentially in its own merits? Uh, do they have the money and can they sustain this for Newcastle United? Yeah, well, it's, it's obviously given the profile of the Premier League, the importance of it to, 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 to the city, to fans, to, to so many people. It's only right that any prospective owners come under scrutiny. Um, in terms of the government, the UK government have said they will not inter- intervene and block. Um, of course, Saudi Arabia is a key ally. Um, is is buys a lot of um, military hardware from from this country. Has done you know over over a long period. Um, so the government's position is clear. The Premier League, of course, will will take on board what Amnesty have said, and they they of course rightly rightly drawn attention to to the human rights record in that country. Um, being sports, a, a Qatar-based, uh, you know, TV rights holder, Premier League rights holder, who pay an awful lot of money, um, have drawn attention to, to to the piracy of the Premier League games in Saudi Arabia, and that's it's almost it, it's this odd situation where this this club in the northeast of England has been drawn into kind of um, a geopolitical dispute between Qatar and, and, and Saudi, which is you know an extraordinary. Situation, you wonder how football, football, you know, Premier League football in, is in this this region has been drawn into this, but it's been almost used as a proxy between those two countries. Um, so the Premier League, uh, they've they've got they've got to be seen. They've well, they've, they've got to scrutinise the, the the owners. They've they've got to be do the right thing. They've got to go through their processes, and it could you know could take a number of weeks to play out. It's been ongoing for for two or three weeks already. Um, and we just kind of waiting really, and uh, there's you know there's a bit of nervousness on Tyneside. Um, uh, you know, the overwhelming majority of fans, while while there's an awareness of you know uh, the issues that uh, Amnesty have raised, they they want this deal to go through. Yeah, I mean, when I think about the the protocol that the Premier League must go through and doing their due diligence, and I'm, I'm sure that that some of these issues come up, but essentially, that to me, this is just a you know, someone that has to be worked out through that, that you know, the, the diligence that they do. So some of these issues may be above and beyond as serious as they are. So I, I'm sure that will just come out with it. But I'm thinking, I'm, I'm unsure about whether any of the Saudi Arabia royal family have stepped foot in Newcastle. And so even although they have vast sums of money, and Amanda Stavely seems to have a little bit of a soccer background, would they be looking to bring in a football person, someone who can run the day-to-day? I've seen a rumour that, uh, to North American listeners here that, you know, the, the CEO of Nashville, Ian Ayers, who is obviously ex-Liverpool, might be coming back as a chief executive. Have you heard any more on who they would be bringing in in a football yeah. sense to kind of run the club? Well, I, I think the, 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 the kind of unique thing about the club at the minute, it doesn't have a board. Right. Lee Charnley, the managing director, um, and that there isn't a board. Um, That's so crazy, we'll have, isn't it? Yeah. What, what we'll have is, is a board, and I would expect... Um, Amanda Staveley um, to be on that. There'll be also, you know, rep, one or more representatives of uh, the Public Investment Fund. Um, Jamie Rubin, um, son of son of one of the Rubin brothers. Um, so, and there, there could be a, another, you know, a figure figure like you mentioned. Uh, yeah. Also, would it, you know, the, the, I think the structure will change. I would expect a director of football to be appointed. So, I, I think we're going to see. Big changes behind the scenes if if this is is approved. Um, 
uh, we're, you know, from where we are at the minute, where we, we've got, you know, it, it's been hollowed, hollowed out a little bit, this club over the years. It hasn't got, doesn't have a board. It, um, it, it, it can, the football side, the operation and the management side could certainly be beefed up and, and expertise be brought in. Yeah, it's absolutely remarkable to think that there's there's no board there and there's no real um, football business hierarchy within the club. And, uh, you know, it gets me to thinking about Mike Ashley's reign there. It was about 13 years and reportedly bought it for, for just over £150 million, I think. Seems like he's selling it for £300 million. We all know how it's went from in terms of, you know, public opinion, of course. But in terms of profit, has he made money from this club or has it just been one big disaster from start to finish? Is he just looking to just step away or do you think he really has pulled the money out of the club? It's probably not not, not quite so, so, so black and white. Obviously, right. he, well, if you add, add, he took on the debt when he bought the club as well. So if, if you take it in pure, the selling, selling, buying the selling price, he's, he's walked away with a modest profit. Um, you've also got a factor in the advertising sports direct um, for only until recently has he started Paying for that, um, right. so that so that's given Sports Direct national, worldwide exposure um, at, at zero cost or or very you know kind of very low cost. Then set against that, it, the the money he's loaned the club has been interest free. So there's a, there's kind of a trade off there. But it, he's walked away slightly up, but it's not kind of you know yeah not been a been a huge profit for him. But over over the the, the term of his ownership, he certainly raised the profile of, of himself and Sports Direct, and and it'd be interesting if you try and quantify that. Yeah, this is probably the craziest question I'm going to ask, but I'm assuming that <laughs> there's uh, delight on Tyneside right now, thinking about I'm leaving. Um, is there is there any kind of concerns about the group that are coming in because of the the poor publicity, or is everyone just want to see Ashley go and bring in some new ownership? I certainly think some some fans are uncomfortable with the idea of Saudi ownership. There's, you know, as I said, there's there's an awareness of the the issues raised by by Amnesty. Um, yeah. We got, uh, the the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, you know, appalled. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone really. Um, we're there's, so there's certainly an awareness there, but the overwhelming majority of fans want this deal to go through. They see this group as the ambition and the funding to take this club forward, and we've had. You know, thirteen or so years with with next to no ambition. Uh, you know, during Ashley's time in charge, the the ambition was to stay in the Premier League, it was to, to to finish more or less, you know, bottom half of the table to 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 mid table as long as you're not in the bottom three. And it was a it was a, a stated policy not to prioritise the cup competitions. You know, this club has got yeah. great club history. You know, from when you were at the club. This club was in Europe more often than not for for a number of year, number of years. Um, there wasn't any appetite for European football um, from from Mike Ashley. It was about staying in the league and taking the TV money and as efficiently as possible spending what it needed to do to stay in that um, that that uh, the Premier League. Yeah, this this club is an absolute sleeping giant. I'm, I'm sure about that. I mean, I look to the. The quality of work that the Etihad group have done at City, and obviously where they are as a team, where you know one of the the, the world's greatest managers, the, the the best players, the best structure, I think within the club. If if this group can do that same thing, then there's no doubt Newcastle United can be as big as that with the fan base they have and the, the fervent support. 
where does it start? They've got the money. You know, this is not going to be a quick fix, is it? It's not a case of Mbappe's coming in the summer or anything like that. You know, financial fair play. It's going to take time, just even the things that I mentioned there, to build the right structure of club. It's going to take a few years, so there has to be some patience, yeah? Yes, certainly. But obviously, this club has got a relatively low... It's an extraordinary amount of money, but the wage bill isn't one of the biggest in the league. So there's a, there's a little bit of room there. Um, and of course, there's, there's so many question marks about the, the transfer window this summer. It probably will be a, a, a buyer's market rather than a seller's market. We don't know what kind of... Um, figures we're talking about but certainly you're not going to see see big fees and this this summer's transfer market you know when it when it does open there will be players available probably for a far less than they would have been available last summer and this again if this deal is approved Newcastle United can have some real financial muscle at a time when other clubs are struggling and and don't so it's interesting you, you, you it's got to be done window by window year by year uh, the the right recruitment, the correct recruitment. Um, you know, we and, and another point to make is this group. And I, I know they've been done their homework. They've done due diligence. They've they've looked at they've looked at what uh, has happened elsewhere when we've had takeovers. So they've seen what other others have done wrong and what they've done done right. So that they'll they'll have their approach worked out. So this summer, uh, as I said. With with what they have, the, the finances they have, there certainly could be some uh, some interest in signing. Some you know, uh, this club could take a, a big stride forward. Yeah, and where does it leave Steve Bruce? Because surely, if there is going to be new people coming in, unless there's that that you know football business infrastructure there, which which might take some time as well. Is Steve Bruce the guy that's going to be allowed to make these signings? Is he indeed still going to be there? Because some of the names mentioned, Pochettino, Allegri. Even Rafa Benitez coming back from China, I would say maybe the manager might be the first position they're looking to to change. What do you think about that? The manager's the one one position you need to get right. It's it it you know that that's so important to this club. The, the information I was given that Steve Bruce is safe for now, and that by that means he will see out the season as manager, yeah. and then a decision will be made um, going forward. And obviously, there's a big question mark whether. If this season will be played out, when? Um, so he will he will continue in his, his position for now. So if the takeover was approved next week, the following week, that, as I understand it, I've been told Steve Bruce will still be in his position, um, and a decision will be made further down the line. Um, it would seem inconceivable that they wouldn't make a change. Um, you know, we all we've seen how many takeover we've seen where you know a new the, the new owners want the yeah. man in. They'll have their own ideas. Um, uh, Rafa Benitez, of course, has got links with, with Stavey from it, from when he was here before. Um, but he's on a very lucrative contact in, contract in China, and whether he could get him out of that. Whether, I'm hearing he's got a twenty million get out clause. Yeah? yeah, yeah. So, so unless something changes there, then that would look look difficult. Yeah, um, we all know the kind of you know affection and and. and Rafa's got for this club and the bond between him and the fans so it would be a very popular move and Stavia and the backers will be aware of that fully aware of that but interesting you know there's there's Pochettino out of work um, if he, Spurs are paying his salary at the minute but if if he joins a club uh, from kind of the end of May there'd be no compensation pay, payable to Spurs so so there's a possibility you know we've seen Allegri mentioned so again it, there's, there's some could be some very very good managers available um, 
this summer if if you know we would expect maybe there, there would be a change uh, they, they they did make a change yeah i feel for steve bruce a bit because i've got a lot of respect for him the job that he's done under horrible circumstances no no backing from well not even a board because there's no board there but an ownership group uh you know thrown into it basically He's been getting stick the entire season from from the Newcastle fans at different points just because of the the underwhelming appointment. And and I think he's did an excellent job, to be honest. So I kind of feel for him. But when you look at the names, like for me, Pochettino, a guy who can build, a guy who's proved at Spurs that, you know... You know, a Champions League finalist. Yeah, he's exceptional, isn't he? And, and it's not all about that, you know big checkbook which he's going to have he, he, he's very methodical in the way that he can go about it and he has the patience to take the time do you believe he's the best man I mean I love Rafa I think he's been brilliant at Newcastle in his last spell but when you think of that 20 million get out clause and you look at some of the other names to me Pochettino stands out as being the ideal man if they can get him to build what would be an exciting future yeah well I'll, I'll you know Put my fan hat on up for next season. I'd be happy with either Rafa yeah. or Pochettino. But um, in in the circumstances where he's available, you would have to say he he would be the outstanding candidate at this moment. And you know we've seen the way his teams play, his philosophy, and and that you know he could build a very very exciting and competitive team. Yeah, and so. That normally these groups like to make a big splash at the start. Maybe it is going to be the, the managerial choice, but there's been some some big name players mentioned as well: Cavani, Mertens, Willian, even from Chelsea. Do we do we see they're, they're free transfers, of course, and that's why they're they're becoming very lucrative or, or or very appetizing to Newcastle. Do we think that there will be that big signing sort of as soon as this is ratified and and it's been uh, got the go through from the Premier League? I think uh, obviously I think we've got to we'll have to wait to see what kind of shape the the, the summer window when it when it when it opens we may, may be delayed, but they're they're interesting examples and they they're they're available on free transfers so it's it will all be about which club can afford the wages, uh, and you know players will will go where the money is yeah, uh, so if you can afford to 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 match the the wage expectations of uh, of one of those players why 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 couldn't you attract them to this club. Um, because uh, there won't probably won't be too many many clubs this summer who, who will be paying the kind of wages that they they would uh, be looking for. Yeah, might maybe in the bracket of the clubs that could afford that. And a lot of people are saying that it is difficult to attract players to the northeast. Do you see that being the case? And and then they're going to have to pay more wages to actually try and get, say, a Cavani or a Mertens when they potentially have the choice of seven, eight, ten European top European clubs. Yeah, well, I think I think you'll have to get the the, the manager will be important. Yeah, is. and he, he could sell a project um, um, to 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 those kind of players. You'd hope, uh, but again, as you, as you said, if you if the contract's right and it, and it's better than what other clubs are offering, then certainly uh, maybe it's possible. So do we? If we get back to playing some football, and I'd like to hear your opinion on, on Newcastle's season. It has been a tough one for Bruce, but all in all, successful, assuming that he, he navigates the last few games if we get back to it and he keeps Newcastle in a in a solid Premier League position. Yeah, it would be. You know, um, the team's 13th in the table at the minute, and that's where they finished last season under, under Rafa Benitez. And yeah. 
you know, if if the season kind of isn't finished and it's done on points per game, they'll 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 be finishing in that same position. So yeah, I, th- I think the when, well, it wasn't ideal how things happened last summer. Um, Bruce came in; he's he's had he had a tough job. That he knew the, the fan base wasn't broadly in support of his appointment, um, and he, and he's got on with the job. He's had to had to take a lot of uh, take a lot of flack over the year. But I, again, I would say one thing: the fans didn't didn't turn on him during games. They got behind the team, um, so that uh, that that needs saying. But uh, yeah, you'd certainly say it was from from his point of view. If, if they if it does um, if if the games are completed and they finish kind of mid table, which is where they are at the minute, then 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 it would be a successful season. And don't obviously don't forget they they're in the quarterfinals of yeah. of the FA Cup, and that's that quarterfinal may never may never be played. And that's as far as this club has gone in that competition for a long long time. So yeah. That- That'd be tragic, wouldn't it? I'm thinking back to was it 2001 when when we played Chelsea, at, you know, at Wembley and we lost two one. Probably the last the, the furthest we've got in recent years. So it would be tragic if that, even though it's against City, it's still a great opportunity for Newcastle to to progress in the cup. Home side, you know what St James's Park is like. Yeah, you you wouldn't you wouldn't bet against them. Um, and he's got you know he had inherited a good group of players from from Rafa. They were tight knit group and and. We've seen that on the pitch. They've 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 dug each other out on 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 a number of occasions. Um, you think back to that uh, that two two at Everton, you know the draw at Everton. Yeah, there's there's a bit of spirit there and 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 uh, uh, quite a lot of talent. So you know that's that's remarkable. They you know they they get so far in the FA Cup for the first time in under Ashley, and of course this you know a pand- pandemic. Uh, Stops stops them in their tracks, but uh, obviously the most important thing at the minute is is uh, is the pandemic and dealing with it. And we're just going to guess, going to wait, what uh, wait for the advice and see see what that uh, where that leads us. Yeah, fingers crossed that, that they can get the FA Cup games played in in, in some form or the another. But uh, a club that we both love, and uh, and I think that if Steve Bruce is to move on and and uh, you know he, he has relieved his duties at Newcastle he's done a magnificent job certainly from the man management point of view but fingers crossed Miles exciting times ahead pleasure to have you on the podcast thanks for coming mate and uh, take it easy